If someone maliciously or publicly ruins your reputation, I'm sure you'd be deeply hurt. You'd pay a heavy price for something that isn't true. So what do you do? Get even? Turn the other cheek? Fight to set the record straight? Well, let's talk about that on Wisdom 828. Who are you? Who are so wise? Dealing with unjust criticism or gossip that harms your reputation is never easy to take. I know, I've been lied about publicly and I felt trapped because as the adage goes, it's hard to disprove a negative. Jesus said that we are to pray for our persecutors, but that's rarely my first reaction. My first reaction is to pray, well, something like David, when he said in Psalm 109, may his children be fatherless and his wife be a widow. May his children wander about and beg, seeking food uh, far from the ruins that they inhabit. May the creditor seize all that he has. May strangers plunder his fruits from his toil, and let there be none to extend kindness to him, nor any to pity his fatherless children. May his prosperity be cut off. May his name be blotted out in the second generation. May the iniquity of his fathers be uh, remembered before the Lord, and let not that sin of his mother be blotted out and let them be before the Lord continually that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth. Eh, Maybe not so much. It hurts just to think about the things that are said, but your conscience cries out, no, don't even go there. Trust the Lord, don't be a fool. Well, these kinds of prayers are called imprecatory prayers, meaning uh, to pray a curse on your enemies, and obviously that doesn't stack up with Jesus' instruction. So many have weighed in on the subject of a Christian's relationship to the prayers of David that call down um, you know, hailstones on the heads of those who, who wound us. But sometimes our targets in prayer may be unbelievers, and because of that, we might be willing to let them off the hook, but sometimes they're sitting next to us in the pew. So. Can we use David's imprecatory prayers in a way when we are deeply wounded by betrayal, lies, or the bullying of others? Well, the answer to that is yes and no. The no part goes like this. Remember that the substance of an imprecatory prayer contains wording that calls down curses on our enemies, like, oh God, break uh, break their teeth in their mouths and let the angel of the Lord pursue them. Now that may feel like justice, but it hardly satisfies. To this natural impulse, Jesus says that we are to love those who persecute us and most significantly uh, to think to pray for them and even to go further and to do good to them. That's in Matthew 5, verse 44. Well, that's the no part. The yes part is this. There is a legitimate way to pray about what's happened to you. Now, here are seven things that I've noticed about David's approach to God in prayer uh, when it comes to his enemies. First, it's perfectly legitimate to pray for vindication, personal vindication from God. Next, it's perfectly legitimate to pray that uh, your enemies are frustrated in their plans. Third, it's perfectly legitimate to plead innocence with God, if I am, and make the case for my vindication. It's perfectly legitimate to tell the Lord what I know and I think about the character and the spiritual condition of my adversaries, Uh, but believe it, he already knows. And fifth, it's perfectly legitimate to pray that my opponents become ashamed of their work. An awakened conscience may lead them to repentance. 
Sixth, it's perfectly legitimate to promise to rejoice in the ways that God answers. And finally, it is legitimate to tell others afterwards of the marvelous thing that God has done for you so that they can join you in a chorus of praise. But you do all of this without trash-talking your enemy in the process. Now, finally, if you want to pray the Lord's Prayer for yourselves, I'm sure that you like to do that. Pray it for those who persecute you. I like how John Piper created a, a way to use the Lord's Prayer as a blessing for your persecutors. Here's what he said. Father, grant that my enemies, my colleague who snubs me, my wife who belittles me, my child who disrespects me, the ISIS member who wants to kill me, grant that they would treasure you above all else and reverence you and admire you more than anything. Father, grant that my enemies would come under the saving, purifying sway of your kingly rule and that you would exert your kingly power to make my enemies your loyal subjects. Grant, Father, that my enemies would love to do your will the way the angels do it in heaven, with all their might and without reservation and with all the purest motives and with great joy. Grant, Father, that my enemies would have all the physical resources of food and clothing and shelter and education and health care and, and transportation that they need in order to fulfill their calling, your calling in their lives. And forgive my enemies their sins as you bring them into repentance and make them a forgiving people and protect them from overpowering temptations and from the destructive power of the devil. Now praying that way will probably have a softening effect on your own heart and uh, take the sting out of what they've done to you. Give it a try. Well, that's all the time we have for today. So thanks for joining me on Wisdom 828, where we're dedicated to stamping out spiritual malnutrition one episode at a time. You be of good cheer.